ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 124 of the MTV podcast, presented and hosted by Worldwide Cyclery. I am Jared. I'm Jeff. I'm Liam. And you got Wade Simmons here, coming <laughs> yeah. in live. Today we have the very special guest, the godfather of freeride mountain biking. Are you self-proclaimed godfather? <laughs> no, or who, you, uh... <laughs> you don't. You don't. When you, you have a name like the godfather, godfather you don't say, hey, I'm the godfather. You're like, no. <laughs> I just double checking. You know what nicknames? You can't make your own nicknames. Right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, I have another nickname too, the mattress. You can guess where that came from. The mattress. <laughs> Simmons mattress. Be- the beauty rest. Wait, wait. I did Simmons. that all the time. Wait, hey, beauty rest. <laughs> Long, long time mountain bike free rider, uh, actually the winner of the inaugural, the very first Red Bull Rampage in 2001. 2001, yeah. 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 So if you've been in the mountain bike scene a long time, you likely know Wade's name. And, and like me, as a, as a young teenage boy, watched a lot of Wade on the television uh, because you had VHSs and DVDs. <laughs> right. So we actually watched TV. I was on a lot of TV back stuff. then. You were on a lot of TV yeah, yeah. back then. <laughs> VHS, CDs. DVDs, you remember those? Love so, DVDs. so we're gonna pick Wade's brain on uh, various bike topics and some of his history, and we're gonna start out with our segments. And instead of Zach's words of wisdom as normal, we're gonna go with Wade's words of wisdom. So, what do you got, Wade? What do I got? What do I got for w- words of wisdom? What's the uh, category? Just any wisdom, like a uh, life, you know, anything in life everything. advice. Well, I always joke on the mountain bike. When in doubt, air it out. Oh, I like that. When in trouble. Make it a double. <laughs> Hesitation equals devastation. Oh. I mean, we, we go all day with those. These but are good. The last one was the best, I think. Uh, you know, but words of wisdom, it's kind of do what you love, you know? Like uh, uh, my father-in-law used to say, Dave Lang, his words, his words was, uh, words was, his words was, his words were that if you find a job you love, you never work a day in your life. And that's kind of where I find myself, you know, as a mountain biker. You know, you, uh, you, Jeff said, Hey, what's your career? And I'm like, what do you mean by that? I was like, I'm a mountain biker. It's, it's what I do. <laughs> I, I sell mountain biking. You know, I think a, more a, specifically, a, I was trying to understand your career path. Like oh, okay. when you worked yeah. in shops, when you were an athlete, when you were a, a self-proclaimed greasy salesman, you did tell me you were that. <laughs> so that's, that's what I was, that's I was later. trying to that's figure now. out. Like, I'm, I don't I'm really a greasy salesman now. Who, who you, who you've worked for or how you've made any yeah, money yeah. for. I did work at McDonald's years. actually, you know. You did work at McDonald's? Yeah, first job at McDonald's, yeah. of course. Nice. You know? nice. 13, 14. Classic first job Classic right first job, yeah. It would have been cooler if you said Timmy Hortons. Timmy Hortons, yeah. That would have been a little more Canadian. Yeah, there was less Timmy Hortons around then. Oh, yeah. so it was always McDonald's there's always been McDonald's right so. <laughs> it's always been McDonald's yeah, yeah. oh man well uh, you want to hit Daniel's fun fact oh, real quick I would, this, I'd love this to. I was just looking one. at that Daniel's fun fact San Diego, California is closer to El Paso, Texas than El Paso, Texas is to Houston, Texas wow. that would mean that Texas is big Texas is big <laughs> <laughs> That's the conclusion. The conclusion is, the conclusion Texas, is, is Texas is huge. Feel yeah. free to double check that fact because uh, we did and it's correct. So, yeah. Yeah. So and that'd be triple check. checking because we already double checked. You're right. That would be triple checking yeah. technically if, you know, they're checking it again. And double check the last fact from the last podcast about pumpkin spice pumpkin latte sp- with yeah. cream consumption. Don't oh, bother. By females. That yeah. was yeah. I'm sure it goes up around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, there's a pound of whipped cream on every uh, pumpkin spice latte, pound according to Jeff. That's what the data says from the National Administration of Coffee Drinkers. Or National Association. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't Administration of I don't know what I made Who up. I don't know what I made up. Who drinks those, though? Like you see, Jeff does. You see, <laughs> Jeff. You see the size of those things? They're like a meal. Nah, you just, they're, they're, they come in different sizes. <laughs> Have you tried one? It's nice. It's a good yeah, flavor. Big and it's really tasty. big. 
Calorie-wise, they are a meal. Yeah, yeah the, they're dense. The entire pie. autumn, I will be defending the fact that I like a pumpkin spice latte every so often. Big, big PSL guy. <laughs> Do you think they just take like a pumpkin pie and blend it and mm. then give it to you? I have no idea what the ingredients are. Mm. Yeah. Pumpkin pie is good. Pumpkin pie yeah, is pumpkin. Good. It, that's the thing. It's kind of a pumpkin pie flavored Without coffee. Without the fork. Without the mm. fork. Without the fork, yeah. Pumpkin pie and coffee together. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. I can't say I've ever had one, but... You have me interested. I almost yeah. just sold weight on and trying <laughs> yeah. a pumpkin spice latte. It's Starbucks right down the, the street. Going, hey, who the hell drinks those? And now he's like, I think I want to try one. We got one right down the street. So there you go. We'll okay. go after this. After the, after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wade, uh, we usually talk about sort of bikes that bikes and rides that we've been enjoying lately and or parts or anything like that. Um, well, we're going to ask you that question. So what bike have you been riding lately? What rides have you done? And what's what's been fun for you lately? On the well, uh you know, I get out a lot riding, so I could I have lots of history to pull from, you know, recent history. But uh, I just built myself a new Slayer. Oh, nice! Which Sweet. is awesome, a 24, 2024 Slayer, and uh, I did <laughs> kind of weird. I went bike packing on it, which is odd. <laughs> nice. You wouldn't like think it's a Slayer as a bike packing yeah. <laughs> bike, but we did this race face uh, pick apart, like a bike packing pick apart. And uh, I went with this, this other uh, athlete, race face athlete, Celeste uh, Pomerantz, and because uh, she's a bit of a cross. Uh, kind of a crossover athlete with skiing and, mm. and mountain biking. And she does some backcountry trips. So we're like, she took me out bikepacking. And the reason I took my Slayer was because we were getting into a zone and we were free riding. So I was going to teach her how to free ride up, up, you know, up on some ridges and stuff like that in Canada. So I, you know, it's not the ultimate bikepacking bike, but it worked awesome. That's sick. So, you know, we weren't like going A to B. We were like, uh, we set up base camp. And then the next day, we just kind of sessioned around, nice. you know, like a ride up on the ridges and drop some scree slopes and stuff. Yeah. And wow. That seems like a good way to bike pack. Yeah. Kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. You know, some, I mean, bike packing, people are like, oh, bike packing, like route A to route B, like with the most distance kind of, you know, like in mind. But why, like, why not just roll into a base camp, set up, and then kind of, yeah, it was, it was kind of like the alternate look at, you know, what, what bike packing could be, you know? Yeah. And then you can take all your stuff off of your bike and yeah. leave it at base camp and, and then go and shred. free ride yeah, up from that's there. What, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it, was, it was a hellish, uh, it was a hellish five miles into base camp because <laughs> <laughs> I had this like Slayer. <laughs> long trip. Which had a coil, yeah. you know, and it was like, you can't, you can only like compression up the coil so much, you know, yeah. you got like a 60 pound pack. Yeah. So uh, my head tube angle was probably like 55 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> a little bikepacking trip on the Slayer. I like yeah, it. Yeah. This is a good idea. That sounds like a good time. Speaking of bikepacking, how's your, how have your trip been Really going? good. Been planning a ton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> planning a ton, executing none. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jared got At some point, you're going to have to pull the trigger. Again. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, if I had some friends that would want to go with me, you know, it'd make it a little easier, but. I don't remember any invites. Do you have any friends? Did you get, a, did you get, a, did you get an invite friends. for a bikepacking trip from Jared? I haven't. I actually invited him on a credit card packing trip. That's so true. That's the first invite to go around. Well, yeah. Liam has uh, in the past expressed very little to zero interest in physically like bikepacking with his stuff. Yeah, I'm too mm-hmm. young. You have yeah, expressed the interest. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a trip going with Wade. I think bikepacking is an age thing. I think as you get like, it's like skiing, right? Like, yeah, like I'm, you know, grow up in Vancouver. We have Whistler. I ski Whistler, awesome place, right? Never heard. And I never, I never (laughs) thought about, I never thought about cross country skiing is cool. Yeah, you know, like I'm a downhiller, like cross country skiing. But now that I'm 50, I'm like, what is this cross country skiing thing? Like, you know, (laughs) it's kind of like my knees are starting to ache, you know, and I want, I want to stay fit. Maybe I'll start pick up cross country skiing. It's kind of like backpack bike packing. Yeah, it's like bike packing. Forget that. Twenties, thirties, you're like, yeah, bike packing. Forties, early forties, you're like, yeah, what's this bike packing thing? 
kind of like lawnmowers, right? Like dad's interest in like lawnmowers and oh, yard yeah. care. It's like oh, small engines. That repair. switch just clicks one day and you're like, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I've been eyeing up that John Deere, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then you hit the 60s and you're like, oh, that, that riding John Deere. Yeah. yeah the riding one. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. You mow your lawn, Wade? I do more. Yeah, I got, yeah. A, I got a more. A got a nice, uh, I got a nice Husqvarna. No, just a. Just, just a push. push. Just a little push. Yeah. Gas power. You got to go nice. gas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah got to have gas. Very nice. Those, nice. Little, those little Two motors stroke. are good. No, no, four stroke. Four stroke. Yeah. Orange. Yeah, Sensible. Jared, are you planning to get a mower when you eventually oh, have a lawn? I would love I would love a ride mower. Ride. What do you call it? A ride on mower or whatever? It, that'd be the dream. <laughs> I can see Jared's shirt off, bourbon in hand, yeah. riding around his yard. Yeah. Just, just double doing it, you know? Yep. Just like make sure it's all good. New balances. Yeah, I actually saw. Uh, and you got the mullet. So you already. <laughs> I saw a video of a lawnmower simulation, like a simulator, like a video game of you could mow your lawn. It's wow, that cool. sounds uh, thrilling. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. It's really flying <laughs> off the shelves that one. Eh? <laughs> just looked really fun, man. I don't know, oh, like man. a forklift simulator. That'd be also really fun. Jared's a dad without being a dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You could have your own podcast just going over various random things you've seen on the internet and just talking about them. <laughs> you want to do it with me? I don't know. <laughs> and you could just comment on how ridiculous I'll, they are. I'll consider that. <laughs> All right. No, but like a forklift? Scenario? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that one's more so like teach people how to drive a forklift. You guys, about like, you know. You guys have a forklift here? We, we have, you drive? had a pallet jack. That's about right. it. Yeah. 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 We still have one I used of those. to drive. Jack ride is fun. I'm yeah. forklift yeah. certified. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. What hasn't Jared done? <laughs> you, guys, you, you guys need to get this guy a forklift. <laughs> you don't need one. Just to, I've expressed yeah. interest in the past saying, like, you know, forklift would be great back there. Can't really drive one. We don't have enough space. But Yeah, anyone's welcome to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's cool about the forklifts? They have the suicide knob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can just like whip them around. I love like, that. Then the wheels are turned the back. I, so you're yeah. like, oh, I don't yeah. think suicide knobs are actually legal OSHA approved on forklifts. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> since like, you guys killed that guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> that forklift accident? Actually, I remember that, that was an accident. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. right. It was an accident. I actually got on two wheels on a forklift once and that was probably the scariest thing ever. Because our forklift had the seatbelt buckled like behind you, so you didn't have to like buckle it to drive it. Mm. That's yeah. a story for another day. I guess. Well, safety. I guess I told the story already. So not safety. No. All right, back back, <laughs> back to, to back to mountain biking. Hey, and I'm not talking about you or me here. We're talking about you. <laughs> Wait, give us a rundown. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> give us a rundown of your early days uh, as as free ride mountain biking evolved, and then you know kind of came to a head with the first Red Bull Rampage and, and winning it. Whoa. Like nutshell version? Nutshell version. <laughs> you know, like uh, I, I like to say that, uh, you know, free riding was bound to happen. We were just lucky that we were the people that happened to be there. Like the wave, the wave was coming, right? You know, I think mountain biking was looking for, you know, racing. Like it was pro racing all through the 90s, cross country, and then downhill got into it. And some people, you know, they just don't want to race anymore, but they want to kind of have fun. And, and I came in as a BMXer. And I want to kind of apply like BMX skills to mountain bike, like jumping, finding lines and things like that. And, uh, you know, I think free riding has a lot to do with the terrain too. So in Vancouver, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we had a lot, our mountains have a lot of trees and creeks and rock faces to sort of ride. You have to kind of, you got to build bridges and things like that, right? You know, just, uh, or else you're chainsawing all day on your, your dad chainsaw, you know? <laughs> but, you know, like, so the, the, the start of free riding in Vancouver was building bridges onto trees to keep, to keep the trails going. Yeah. And, uh, which is kind of funny because now you go to North Shore parks, like say in like Arkansas or something like that, like North Shore. Yeah. They just build 
uh, bridges yeah. for riding bridges, you know, yeah. like globally, some random bridge. You know? Globally yeah. iconic now, yeah. putting, putting bridges All around. everywhere. You yeah. know, we built bridges to get over things, yeah. you know, but now <laughs> they just build bridges because they're kind of fun to ride. Because they're cool. But that's, you know, I mean, that's kind of more of like the shore style. But in Kamloops, kind of where I grew up in Tippy and Schley, we were skidding down sand hills. Like these, these, you know, and that's kind of like you get to the top and skier style kind of do big cars in the, in, in the, uh, in these hills of sand. And then you come to cliffs, you drop cliffs and link it up. That's kind of like this. That's basically where free ride started was like just, you know, with your buddies, high five into the top, dropping in. Yeah, I dropped that cliff, you know, trucks and beers. And yeah, that's, you know, and then I, again, like in mountain biking was like, they're looking for this, like fun. Mountain bikes were getting better. Full suspension, you know, so we're doing bigger jumps, mm-hmm. bigger errors. What can we do? And uh, and then, you know, the movie started. So Digger, who did the the North Shore Extreme movies kind of in the early 90s, he would go out with his, like, Super 8 camera and film us riding. And then we'd go back to a bike shop and watch it on, on, the, on the TV. Yeah. And then someone said to him, like, why don't you, like, make a movie of all this? He's like, yeah. That was kind of the impetus of, like, the start of those, of those Digger movies. He's like, man, and he would, like, you know, like, you know, duplicate a bunch of VHS, put a sticker on it and give it out to the bike shops <laughs> and sell it for 10 bucks. Uh, and then coming from Nelson, the free ride guy. So f- free ski radical, the freak radical was a magazine out of Nelson. It was kind of this, the ski. It was called the freak radical. Called the freak radical. Yeah. Nice. And uh, Bjorn Enga, he was, and Derek Russell were kind of like, it, it, it was this magazine that was, had like a bit of Nelson history. Have you guys ever been to Nelson in the Kootenays? Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a ride hub. A bunch of people come out of there like uh, uh, Robbie Borden. Uh, Kurt Sorge lives in Nelson, you know, Alex Volokov, yeah, yeah. like hardcore free rider now, yeah. current, you know, <clears throat> so it's a, it's a ski town, hippie ski town, mountain biking and ski freak radical kind of documented the time, like that sort of side of the sport, free skiing, deep powder. And then he's like, Hey, like we should do some mountain biking. So, so he came to Vancouver and he wanted to shoot the shore trails. And then he, he saw Bjorn saw and Derek, they saw this like start of a sport and they're like, maybe we should like uh, start filming this and put movies together. And that was kind of the start of the crank series. Yeah. You know, and then it happened quickly. Like I don't want to, I can't go into every detail. We're going to be here for hours, but you know, then Rocky, you know, we were athletes. I was racing downhill and we're like, Hey, let's put this like, what what is this free ride thing? So we started making movies, you know, everyone wants, you know, marketing managers want their logo on it. Why don't we, why don't we sponsor this movie and put our Rocky logo on it and start a team. So that's what happened there. And then we would travel the world free riding. Because mm-hmm. people didn't know what free riding was, you know, when the movies came out. Uh, we came to Sea Otter one year when the Crank movie came out. And uh, we're like, hey, this, they had a little premiere with the movie. We meet people like, these are the free riders. And everyone was like, what the heck is free riding? <laughs> and you know what's funny is that we actually, I, I raced the uh, the slalom at uh, Sea Otter. Yeah. Nice. Because, you know, we're, as a free rider, you have, you have skills to race slalom. Like, I, I, I actually have a dual slalom championship jersey from BC, you know. Like, nice. I, nice. Yeah, I race dual slalom, like, and BMX. So, I was like, yeah, we can ride slalom, right? So, I remember rubbing shoulders in there with all the, all the, the, the you know, the racers at the time in the States, you know, super fast guys, right? Yeah. Voris and uh, King was there. Yeah. You know, uh, Mike King and uh, <laughs> Carter, Eric Carter, you know, like, they were, I was, well, I was like racing with these guys who were like, who are these weird free riders? Like, yeah, they can actually, they can ride a bike pretty good. <laughs> and then uh and then rocky you know and then we had some pro free ride companies like marzoki bryson martin at the time you yeah, yeah bryson, of course tvo he was a supporter he saw it right like bryson got it right away he's like dude you guys are on something a lot of the industry was like 
this is a fad, like, you know, free ride, like you guys are like, you know, race, like how do you, how do you qualify it? How do you quantify it? How do you make money is yeah. what it comes down to, yeah. right? It's like, well, we just like, we have a baggy lifestyle look, you know, kind of more skate style, you know, t-shirts, jeans, and we just shuttle up and jump off stuff. That's, that's basically is what the definition of free ride was. And then Bryson's like, yeah, dude, I, I get it. Like this, this free ride. So Marzoki got behind us, Rocky was behind us, and then... And then, uh, and then we traveled the world. Movies came out, and then Rampage two thousand one. Uh, Todd Barber had a company. I forget his company at the time, but he he's an event guy, H three events or something like that. But he he kind of got us all together and 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 made the event happen. The first Rampage hmm. in wow. Virgin, Utah. Do you think? I mean, how obviously free rides evolved a lot since <clears throat> then, and. It obviously came from these roots of you guys just going out and having fun and then going out and kind of filming it in different places around the world and then the Rampage and now there's a bunch of contests with Crankworks and Rampage yeah. and it's it's gotten it's gone from that let's just go out and have fun and film it and make cool videos to like it's actually pretty competitive now and, and almost a little bit unnerving to watch because the what these riders are doing in the modern day is obscene yeah um it's crazy yeah what do you think of that evolution do you kind of like where it is evolved to to modern day free ride or are you you know impartial or i i have a look at life like it's it is what it is like yeah it, it evolved to that point because it just evolved to that point like we can't mm. we can't stop the evolution it's not what i like like i i'm not a trick guy i'm a line guy like you know i like i'm like a if i was a skier i'd be like a big mountain skier right like yeah, i don't care yeah. about how many rotations i'm doing off a jump like i, I have no desire to, to out trick somebody but I do have a desire to like find cool lines and ride yeah. ride lines, creative, you know? line creative concept, lines. That, yeah. That's me, right? So we can see, you know, you can't you, you can't like argue against it. It's like companies need to make money. You know, mm. we, we need to sell bikes, and and you know, and and they need to uh, qualify who's the best. And that's why the ramp is like we need a winner. Yeah, you, yeah, you know how many times I had mar- I had like conversations with marketing guys like yeah, but how do we monetize this? Like, you know, what do you do? Like, are you the best? <laughs> like, like there's no best free ride, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we would have these movies, and you know, like in a movie, you know, like the best part would be the last part, you know, because yeah. you want to end with a banger, right? So, so you you would have you'd contribute your your free ride you know, a segment in the movie and, and where you end up is like, that's kind of the exposure. Like, holy, you know, that rider's sick, you know? And, yep. and that's how we got exposure. But companies still wanted more. They want like, they want that name at the top. They're like, that's the number one. Yeah. I don't know why companies need that. Because free rides. It's, it's easy marketing. It's easy marketing. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Itself, it's, it's, right? it's not creative. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're free riding is creative. It's, it's, you know, it's like session. It's like hanging out. It's lifestyle. It's surfing. You know, is, is what it is. Yeah. I mean, that was what I enjoyed so much about some of those early mountain bike films is they would kind of feature, you know, rider by rider and each rider segment. You could tell it was kind of their whole idea. It was like, oh, I want to film me in Kamloops shredding these big sand hills or, oh, yeah. I want to film me doing super techie North Shore riding on little tiny skinnies. And, and every rider would have kind of their own little different shtick. And it's whatever like, they're good at. Was, you know? and, yeah, and whatever they, they're good at. find their niche. And, and enjoy, yeah. 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 I, I love awesome. watching that. You know, the yeah. cool thing about that too is that it's it was fun. Right, like sometimes yeah. racing is not fun. Like you go in there, yeah. like people stress out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and at the top of Rampage, they're stressed out too. Because yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I know mean, that. <laughs> yeah. I can't even watch Rampage. Yeah. It stresses me out. Try try <laughs> take <laughs> in the desert before you do your rebel Rampage. <laughs> Three hundred people around, you know, like, like a nervous. <laughs> there, you know, like, oh, I was like, go mind the thing, like wiping your butt with rocks. <laughs> right, right before your Rampage run. Yeah. Oh, I know because you're like. 
go. Hell of a sport. Um, I might survive. <laughs> no, but like, you know, it's, you have to, yeah, like, I get it. I, I get the evolution of, of sport. And yeah, like, totally. Whistler, joyride. You have to do it because that brings the people in, you know. But what the people really want to do and what we loved was actually just going to new zones and finding lines. Like that's, yeah. so in movies, every year, like a movie would come out, you, you always want to like, what up your next movie, right? Like new location. So, you know, we were the first people, I, I mean, I've never been to Morocco, but Morocco was hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Iceland. We, we, we were the first guys, Grand Junction, Utah. Like, you know, everyone goes there now. There's yeah. like, there's like the Hills crew. Pretty well known you know? now. Well, yeah, we were yeah. there mid nineties filming, like skidding down these slopes. Yeah. It's kind of like pioneering going, can we go down this road? Oh, sorry for the F-bomb there. I mean, heck, can we, can we, you know, can, can we? Sorry to our listeners for all the bleeps. We're just doing our best there. to continue the podcast at PG-13 yeah. level. This episode's gotten a little rough. Um, I, I I asked Wade Breyer if he could right. not it say any F-bombs. It just, it just happens. I can't. It just happens. It's all right. I get excited, you know, free ride. But we were, you know, we're adventurers. Yeah. First and foremost, I I love looking at maps. Like I love terrain. Like I I, I call it the line disease. I have the line disease. When, <laughs> whenever I uh, whenever I draw, I drive, I'm always like, oh, like what's up there? What's yeah, here? Yeah. Like uh, you know, just uh, north of here, there's a uh, what's it called? Uh, there's a free ride zone with some funky rocks in there. A- Emigrant Emigrant Valley or something. It's on the way. Anyway, Schley always hmm. he, he always like uh, shot there. People yeah. have hit it before. It's kind of like some nice rock features mm-hmm. nice. on the way to town, like heading a bit north, uh, northeast. Yeah, yeah. Huh. In, in, the immigrant, I think it's called immigrant, immigrant gap or something like that. Yeah. It's, when, it's when you leave, but dude, it's like, it's sick. Like we were the first guys there. We, we would go over, when Google Earth came on, we would scour Google yeah, Earth yeah, for yeah. like terrain to ride. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, we pioneered lines, like, you know, you know the mushroom drop in Moab? No. There's a, there's a there's an iconic line in the Bartlett Wash. There's a mushroom rock, and you can come off uh, off the edge and and kind of hit the tranny on this on this mushroom rock. Like we're the first guys to hit that. You know, it's the only mushroom you like. So much, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's only mushroom. Like, yeah, I, I hate cooked uh, mushrooms. I learned about an hour. The psychedelic ago, like, Wade ones hates mushrooms. <laughs> and, and sour cream and mayonnaise. And sour cream That's and mayonnaise. It. That's good <laughs> for everything else. <laughs> What what do you think was of of all free ride movies ever made? Um, not just ones including you, but just in general. What was the one that kind of impressed you the most? Well, like if you were to recommend a free like the, the oh, top yeah. three free ride movies to someone who's just getting into the sport or loves watching free ride, what would what would you say? Jesus, that's a question. That's a heavy question. <laughs> You know, because you're you're setting me up for like failure. You know, like that's not uh, it. He, like, that's all right. Wait, that's the wrong movies. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna. Dog you know, your answers. well, uh, you know, there was uh, the Clay Porter movies. Yeah, yeah like you know, the, the World Disorder. Uh, no, he what were no, the Clay, Clay Porter. Movies? Clay Porter were, did more uh, of the racing films. The racing though. films, yeah, like, he, but they had some free riding in there. Yeah, hypnosis I, between the tape and stuff like that. I couldn't yeah. say, you know, of course, New World movies. If there's one, if there's a few movies that really capture. I would say it's the early New World Disorder movies. Yeah. You know? Because after that, like, you know, I think New World has gone to 10. You know, it's kind of yeah. like it's, it gets repetitive. Yep. But I think they really caught their stride at number three, four. Mm-hmm. You know, same as Cranked. Uh, yeah, like I the, agree. The and, and the soundtracks were amazing back then, yeah, too. Soundtracks. I think that was probably before you had to license any of those songs because yeah. <laughs> they were just using, like, yeah, oh, yeah. anything well, and everything. Well, uh, Yorley Ricker, who did Shift and Ride to the Hills. Mm-hmm. You know, Ride to the Hills was an iconic uh, a film that kind of, uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, Yearly did a f- 
he was kind of a smaller film guy, but he had a good style. He was a snow, pro snowboarder. Yeah. So he, he, he kind of brought a new look to it. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Ride to the Hills. What do you shift. think of uh, Life Cycles? Life Cycles, yeah. All, I mean, of yeah. course. Every, I enjoy that. Everything the Hill guys do. Yeah. Yeah. More kind of uh, lifestyle, travel-based. Yeah. I feel like shots. it's almost planet, like National Geographic, planet Earth meets mountain yeah. biking. I mean. Creative take on it. Dude, I don't have every movie, you know, I can pull up on my computer, but there's so many, so many yeah. good ones. What about you, Jared? I love Life Cycles. That's yeah. one of my favorites. Um, yeah, that's definitely yeah one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Liam? I think I had New World Disorder and The Collective. The Collective. Strength on, in Numbers. On repeat, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those, those, those are good, iconic mountain bike films for sure. You know, it's kind of funny how you know, as technology evolves in terms of like now everyone's a, a producer of their own content, mm-hmm. the big movies are gone. Yeah, totally gone. You know, the whole model has changed. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing and we're getting better content out of it, but you see so what these guys are doing now, you know, on a daily basis, you're like, Jesus, like that would have been segments for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. level, <laughs> the level of riding is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, same thing in the skate world is like, you know, you talk about those early Baker videos back in the day and it's like, it would take three, four years to make. You know, they'd get a clip, they'd party for two months. Yeah, they'd get yeah, a clip, yeah. they'd party for two <laughs> months. And now it's like, dude, people are cranking out three, four a year that are as good as what took three or it's, four years to make, yeah. you know? So it's just that progression. And everyone, everyone's trying to one-up each other, right? Faster and faster. I just started watching that Eric Costin where they, uh, he goes to the iconic zones. And he does a little, have yeah. you seen those? Yeah. There's a little talk of the history of the zone, mm-hmm. who did it first and, and the progression of tricks on it. Like, you know, I think that that would be very cool for mountain biking. Totally. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, yeah, you know, that's like, a good yeah, idea. You and Tippy should do that. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, like the respect, like, you know, you got to respect. I, I always, whenever I did a segment, I always made sure that my next segment was better, you know, and I came from a BMX background and I, and uh, I talked about this before is that I, I would only do things in an urban landscape if, if I knew that BMXers respected it. You know, because a lot of mountain biking came in, they're like, oh, we're mountain bikers. And they were kind of goofing it up a little bit, you know, and not being cool. Like I was so concerned with keeping mountain biking cool. And that's kind of when we started, I actually, you know, I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder because, you know, we got we got looked down on. Like the, the racers mm-hmm. would always be like, yeah, you're free riders. Like you guys are lazy. You know, you got you don't have the skills. It's like, well, we got the skills. And that's evident now in the Rampage. Yeah. Because the Rampage showcases basically free riders against racers. And the racers don't win it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's kind of like yeah, yeah, totally. it's, it's the collision of the perfect. It actually might be the one perfect mountain bike sport. If you if you look at mountain, what is mountain biking? XC, cross country, downhill, free ride. It's the one sport that, or it's the, it's the one venue that kind of captures like everything that's like a little bit of speed, distance, jumping, danger, right? Racing is trying to emulate that now with uh, the hardline. Yeah, you know, like hardline is cool. I really like, like hardline. They're trying to yeah. morph. They're still trying to package what the ultimate. Yeah, it's kind of where Rampage is, right? would favor free riders. Hardline will kind of favor racers a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But the yeah. free riders are hitting it. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah no, some of those hits are well. hundred plus feet. So mm-hmm. crazy. So I don't know where I was going with that with that uh, train of thought, but well, that's all right because we got to go do a drink refill and get you some mushrooms. <laughs> it's been half an hour already. Some, yeah, half yeah. an hour. Mushrooms, Jeez. sour. We got to get some mushrooms. Half and sour an hour. Cream what happened there? <laughs> Quick intermission, as always. Okay. Cheers.
And now, a word from our sponsors. Sorry for the interruption. Just a quick note to let you know that Trail One Components is having a sale for the trails all November long, where $2 per product sold will go to Trail Networks and the whole catalog is discounted 20 to 30% off. Trail One is a mountain bike component brand that myself and the WC crew here co-founded it so we could make the mountain bike parts we have always wanted while simultaneously supporting the sport we all love with a give back model to Trail Networks around the world. It would mean the world to us if you would check out the Trail One website at trailone.bike. Thank you. And seriously, thank you to anyone who has checked out Trail One, Kettle Mountain, or shopped at WC recently. It means a lot to myself and our crew here and goes a long way. Genuinely appreciated. And now, back to the show. My Part two. terrible. Is it, is it after <laughs> hours MC. It's a lyricist. My daughter, like, every time I try to sing, she's like, Dad, don't sing. <laughs> so even, even if you're good, your daughter would still say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Jay Z's daughter dad. says that to him. That's right, dad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Stop rapping, dad. Oh, talking to Jay Z. All right, Wade, before we hop into some of the listener questions that we got just for you, yeah. you want to give us an update on what you've been up to lately in this Godfather's Garage Godf- shenanigans? Oh, don't, don't you want to talk Godfather's Garage? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Too. Oh, so, what, what are you up to lately? I've asked you like six times like various questions, and you just kind of like meander around so, them and not you know, answer them. I so. like, uh, yeah, I hit t- me with this one. I like to keep on the gas. Keep know, on keep, the gas. Keep, keep productive. Uh, I started doing some sales repping, so you know, I'm kind of quasi-mountain biker, doing a little sales stuff now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Stark, my partner, uh, he uh, he has a business called Switchback Sports, and we rep Rocky, Race Face, Fox, Marzocchi, Easton, and uh, Ride Concept Shoes. You know, so that's that's what we have in the agency. Yep. And uh, you know, for like four years, five years, I've been kind of repping a little bit in BC. You know, it's like BC is great, right? Like it's a mecca for mountain biking. So absolutely, business is always good, yeah. always booming in BC, right? And he's an old buddy of mine from North End. You know, we so we have like. You know, we're hanging out together, lost, talking, you know, future plans. And we kind of want, we want to offer a product. We're like, like you know what? Like, yeah, we like repping stuff, but we want to bring, we want to bring our own product to, to the market. You yeah. Know? What should we do? You know, we're pretty tied up already with the brands we have. So our space is pretty limited, what we can do, you know? And, uh, and then, you know, it kind of, it kind of hit me. It's like, what's a, what's something we use every day and, and has a good mountain bike story and bike loop. So I started doing a deep dive. This is going back. Godfathers was launched like June seventeenth uh, and twenty two. You know, mm-hmm. that's when we kind of like hit market with product. But you know, two years before this, we were kind of like coming up with ideas. Yeah, and, you know, sure. We flush it out, and then it's like I think I think bike lube might be something good to get into the market with because what do we use now, right? And we, we thought about all the offerings, and it's like no one's got a really good mountain bike story. You know, like what's what has the, the good core. You know, mountain bike, you know, you know, so, we, you know, like uh, uh, the history, like we're passionate about it. So we, we started looking at other brands. We're like, yeah, you know what? Like a lot of things came from Moto, uh, you know, and then you got like like the big dogs, like industrial stuff, you know, like, yeah. you know, I'm like, I think we can like we could do this. So we started vetting, started vetting some oil suppliers in Canada. And we're like, okay, what, like, what do we need to get this done, right? Like, let's, let's see where we can first get the, you know, like the, the, the bulk oil, right? So we started, you know, contacting this. Of course, Canada. You know, Canada's an industrial country, right? So we had a lot of people come back. We were doing emails and like, yo, we're going to be small time. We want to do bike loops, this and that. Uh, we had two or three that were really interested. You know, of course, they, they knew they were mountain bikers too. They would never, they don't have a product in that mountain bike space. They're like, yeah, we're, well, I mean, this is exciting. Let's, let's do this. You know, we know who Wade Simmons is, of course, right? Like mm-hmm. we're mountain bikers. Like, let's, let's do it. So 
we would send them the competitor's stuff, you know, like they have laboratories to, to kind of do a, a analysis of like reverse what, you know, engineer, reverse engineer. And they're like, yeah, we can do this. It's like, it's, it's bike lubrication. Like we're not going to the moon or, you know, you're not, we're not, <laughs> you know, drill into the center of the you earth. Mean you mean you're not I mean? NASA? Like, no, we're not NASA. You know? okay. Like, you know, think about max wattage on bikes, you know, e-bikes now have more torque and stuff like that. Right. But so they're like, yeah, we can, we can work with you to, to provide something that will, it can be competitive in the market right now. Yeah. So that's, you know, just to put it out there, like our stuff is, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, chemically engineered. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the laboratory rats are working hard to produce Godfather's Garage. <laughs> nice. So when we did come out uh, in 22, we, we, we wanted to kind of offer uh, four products. So we have three lubes, like a wet, a dry, and an e-bike lube, and a grease. So that was our initial offering. And just recently, we did a bike wash which is a concentrate. So it's a one liter concentrate, uh, 10 to one. So this makes uh, 10 of these spray bottles. So we have a one liter spray bottle. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to go with aluminum, you know, just because it's like plastic, recycling, reusable, stuff like that. Pretty rad. Uh, We're a made in Canada product, you know, we wanted to kind of keep everything local. Yeah, nice. You know, when we were thinking about Godfather's Garage, we're like, what boxes do we need to check, right? Like, okay, Wade Simmons is making a lube. Like, I'm going to get held over the fire. I'm going to get, you know, raped across the coals. It's like, well, you think you can just make some lube and, like, uh, (laughs) you know, cash out and retire? It's like, no, like, we're in the long haul. Like, this is a legacy project for me, you know? And uh, so we started thinking, about, okay, what what are, what are uh, you know, what are the bike shops? What are the websites going to be asking me? Like, where do you get this? Is it good? You know, is it sustainable? So, you know, we have a, a, a sustainably sourced base oil in this, cool. non-toxic, non-corrosive, uh, you know, as I say, three weights, you know, so dry being the, the, the least viscosity and then wet is kind of like a medium and mm-hmm. e-bike, which I know you guys ride a little bit of e-bike. E-bikes eat lube. So the e-bike lube is kind of the most tenacious, you know, kind of the thickest of the three. A little and sticky. A little sticky, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? We've been out now for a year and a half, you know, and uh, it's going great cool. we're, we're exactly where we want to be setting up a good distribution in canada yep. you know and uh, we have a couple of european distributors we got norway on the go a little test project for europe you know just to kind of get the shipping and and uh, the te- you know the safety sheets and stuff you know because when you ship uh, overseas you gotta you gotta have all your your t's crossed and your yeah. eyes dotted you know with, like, well i know a, i know a guy uh, who is a, a nerd when it comes to bike lubricants and has tested all these different lubricants and uh, changed his mind a few times here and there when new products have come out about like how they perform, how yeah. you apply them, all these different things. And he happens to be wearing a pink tie-dye shirt right here. Oh, <laughs> lube expert, is, this guy right here. Yeah. So I would, I would like to uh, hear your, you got your elevator pitch of what makes a great chain lube and you're going to go head-to-head with Liam's take on what makes a great chain loop. Oh. So go well, for it. Elevator pitch. Okay, here we go. An elevator pitch or info? <laughs> I, I was going to say uh, that. What makes a great chain loop uh, <laughs> within 30 seconds? I would say uh, it all depends on your terrain. You yep. know, like we live in a very wet, dirty environment. So we need something that stays around. I, I've heard from our chemists that you cannot have something that cleans and lubricates. It's just, that's like, it doesn't work. If you, I mean, it, maybe if you, if you ride in an environment that's like dry and you don't see any water or anything like that, yeah, maybe maybe something that like evaporates off and stays around is going to work. But when you live in Vancouver and Whistle Bike Park and kind of like the Pacific Northwest, which is like a lot of where mountain biking is going, you need something that's, uh, you know, it's going to lubricate going through a couple of creeks, grit, sand. You yep. know? So so our product is, uh, you know, we've been, we've been testing this for 
for two years in the, in the Pacific Northwest, and it's, it's worked great. It's awesome. Yeah. I was going to say our needs are probably a little different because I'm basically down here in a desert. Yeah. And mine, most of mine is, yeah, what you said, lubricating and keeping rollers good while not attracting dirt. Not being uh, too gunky. Yeah, not not yeah. tracking. Well, dust, I have a th- you want to hear about this? Like, so these, these are you know different needs than if I was. <laughs> let me north. here. Let, let's have a little talk here. <laughs> shut it up. Am I touching you? You touching me? <laughs> uh, dentists. You know, why do dentists exist? Well, Jared's to, dad's a dentist, yeah. so don't offend him. Because you eat food, right? And what <laughs> happens when you eat food? You get things in your teeth. You got to clean your teeth. Change like the same thing. Like you to have a clean chain after you arrive. It, it's it's impossible. Think about chainsaws, like like anything that's lubrication, like a car. What happens when you have an oil leak in a car? Top it up. No, you can like you see dust on it and crap <laughs> like that. You know? <laughs> you know? Jerry, yeah, he's, yeah. he's got a Range Rover. He's got all sorts of oil, oil yeah. Leaks. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't leak, there's nothing. It's in called it. the uh, it's called the uh, the the, the flow through system. You know, like you never have to do an oil okay, change. Okay, well, it just leaks out. Exactly. <laughs> let me let me put it like this. So you're kind of uh, you're weighting the performance of lubrication and sticking around longer. And a little bit less emphasis on the being ultra clean. Clean? Why you're riding your bike? Why do you want to be clean? Yeah. Okay. It's like so think, I got it think right. about your body, or your gear. Like, are you worried about like when you yeah. ride? You're like, oh, I get a little mud on me. He does. Look at him. You think this yeah. guy ever gets dirty? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I'm a very clean guy. Very clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you really enjoy watching those videos where you take the little the little pick on the pulley wheel and you backpedal and you like clean all the gunk off? Yeah, it's like cleaning. It's like cleaning. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jared made a video like that once. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. No. So the bottom line is this: is that, uh, you know, people, it's. The lube game is funny because every area, like say in the States, yeah. they have different lube options. Like we went down in totally. Seattle. Uh, we, we partnered with BTI. BTI is our, is our yep. U.S. distributor right now. And so we did a couple of drops into some shops in in, uh, in Seattle. And like what what they use, I can tell you, is like much different than what a lot of people think, you know. We wanted to be, you know, we have like a 1% for the planet. So we're kind of like sustainable, green. Uh, biodegradable, right? You know, and some some places don't give a yeah. Shit. Don't give a s h i t. But you know what I mean? It's kind of like you know we want to be there because we we knew like moving forward in the future, everyone wants to be green, environmental conscious, things yeah. like that. Like, that's why we went for the aluminum bottle, mm-hmm. recyclable. You know, made in Canada, sustainably sourced. You know, but there are some lubricants out there. You know, not to name any names that are not like that. Yeah, and uh, and people love them. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, we thought about like we looked at looking at doing Teflon, and Teflon's a forever chemical. We're like, we're not going down that road. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like it's you can't you can't be there this day and age. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, again, we have these guys who who we're working with these chemists. They've been in the game like thirty plus years in heavy industry, food industry in, in Canada. You know, so they you know they have. They're kind of the leading edge of technology, and this is, and they, you know, we're confident that our uh, our products will stand up to anything nice. if applied right. You know, what I mean, yeah, like yeah. that. That's the biggest thing. I was, with lube is yeah, is applying it right you and keeping it up it right. with it. It's like, well, I put it on, and now my chain's dirty or, or it makes noise. And it's like, well, you didn't apply anything right. <laughs> so when we, so you know, full disclosure here, uh, our demo driver. In, in Canada for Rocky, you know, he visits the, the dealers and does demo rides. He was testing our stuff for two years. 
So we had like, and we have a bike shop. Like I got a couple of buddies in North Van, big bike shops, like Lynn Valley bikes, you know, we would give them our, our, our prototype, our samples mm-hmm. and say, how's this? How's that? And we could, they get back to us. Yeah, this one's a little, this little, you know, a little light, a little heavy, whatever. Right. And, uh, yeah, so we had like lots of real world testing and, uh, and Pat Cox, our demo driver, he's like, yeah, this stuff works. It's the best I've used. You Killer. Know? Nice. Yeah. I like it. Well, game on. Cause Liam's going to now test it on my bike and his well, bike and Jared's you know, bike. Liam and might see. be a clean freak. You know, I mean, it was like, <laughs> you know, what's your favorite lube right now? Uh, right now I use squirt. You're not a wax space guy, right? Yeah, I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I, I don't know what to say about that. Wax, but, wax, again, is, wax doesn't work for us. It's, it's terrain based, right? Like you go through two. Well, you have a dry, you have a dry version, right? Yeah. So like we can't compare a wax-based lube. It's not necessary for where you live. You're you're th- you're riding in much more wet, muddy conditions. So, but you've got a dry one. So we're right. going to test your dry one because yeah, we ride through, mostly in the dust. You yeah. go through a couple of creek crossings with wax base, and you basically don't have a wax chain anymore. So yeah, it's over. It's you know, yeah, apples to oranges. Do you uh, squirt? You don't have to cook it on. No, you know, it's no, just a loop, just yeah, liquid. Yeah. I don't have that much time. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's emulsified, <laughs> right? It's like uh, it doesn't. You have to shake it. It's already. It's yeah. I mean, you shake it up a little bit, but no, it's 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 good to go, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I, don't I mean, worry, I've we're d- going to give your stuff the test. And I've done. Back. I've done the deep dive on lube, you know, and, and I, I like, and you know, there's so many options. It's kind of yeah. You know, people kind of. It's like toothpaste. They like to. Yeah. They like Crest or they like Colgate. You know what I mean? It's kind of like they don't. They don't. You know. But when you win confidence over, and that's where Godfather is going to be. You know, we're like, we're confident in what we have to offer. And it's just, you know, it's kind yeah, of product it's recognition. Awesome. It's going to take some time, right? Yeah. But, nice. you know, we're not going to, we're not a lube company. This is our legacy. Like, we're starting with lube. But as you can imagine, we're going to go like, you know, whatever's in a garage, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then we, when we came up with the name, because I'm, I'm a mechanic, right? I was a bike mechanic for more than a decade. I build wheels, you know, I like, you know, like, yeah, it's like I, I can do anything. I was a mechanic for Schley and Tippy riding because those two are useless. <laughs> There's actually a really good question related to that. So don't give us the full rundown now because it's going to come up. But all right, cool. Appreciate the appreciate the take on that stuff. Um, all, always good to talk lube, you know. Liam mm. loves it. Really gets him going. Bit of word but of gonna, advice. You know, back to the stuff. words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. You don't use dry in the bedroom. Oh. Dry lube, not good. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this leads perfectly into our first listener question, which Jared can read off. It sure does. <laughs> Wade, what do you think is the weirdest mountain bike innovation these days? The weirdest innovation? Like the weirdest thing you see that's like coming on mountain bikes or coming out like offering, you know, like. Yeah, no, I'm trying. I'm thinking about it right now. I yeah. mean, uh, it's, it's tough. You know, like, like that, like that steering stabilizer that Canyon yeah, came out with, yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. Or you know, okay, Have okay, you seen that that stem that's like almost the, behind yeah, the, the stem that comes straight up, right, out right. Of the, I think, I think the cable routing is getting too out of control. Mm-hmm. Like headset yeah. cable routing, the headset yeah. cable routing. It's not, yeah. it's not innovating <laughs> you know? at all, right? It's creating I, more problems. Know, but, <laughs> yeah. It's creating more problems. Yeah. I mean, we we ride a lot, yeah. and we ride in wet, dank conditions. Yeah, and you got to change stuff out. Like, imagine, like, how much of a headache that would be to change cables and uh, things like that. Like, it is. Yeah. I used yeah, to have an old Klein, an old Klein bike. Remember the old, like, Klein oh, yeah. Pinnacle was my first oh, yeah, good yeah, bike. Yeah. Yep. And it had that it had that white sheath going through the frame. And the cable would always, it would get bunged up. You know what I mean? It's just, dude, it's, it's a headache. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, the wireless stuff is cool. Yeah. Because you're getting, you know, but then, you know, it looks ugly, the big shifters. Like, it's, yeah, mountain bike is going through a weird time right now. Yeah. Agreed. 
Uh, what is good is anything that improves the ride. Like, like, like that sort of stuff doesn't improve your ride. No. It's just yeah. like, it's all it's really uh, it's kind of aesthetic. aesthetic. Yeah. yeah, it's all aesthetic. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were talking about tire inserts and stuff, but you know, like I, yeah, I get it, right? Tire inserts are good. Uh, angling the seats kind of rad. I had that idea years ago of like the seat angle, mm-hmm. the anomaly kind of thing. You know, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Dropper posts, of course, were like the biggest innovators. Game changer. Game changer. Yeah. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was joking. Imagine, imagine the handlebar. Cause you know, you guys ever hit trees with your pinkies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine a handlebar you could like slide in to miss a tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were joking about like how around that you hit a button right you're like now. whoa like. I, I think they said the same about hey, stem. don't sell that I could be that's you know good, I could be, uh, that's good same about stem droppers you drop your stem down to go uphill yeah, you raise yeah. it up to go downhill yeah, not bad yeah not bad wow like old Talus forks, but they actually work I'm a you know I'm, <laughs> I'm an old school rider like I'm a I'm a set it and forget it guy you know, like I don't use compression levers or knobs. Like, you know, I learned to pedal efficiently. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a bad guy to, to ask for the, that sort of stuff. You know, <laughs> and especially with Rocky too. Like, you know, looking at my career, I'm a, I'm a trail guy. I'm a, I'm a ride experience dude. I'm not, I'm not a, I don't care what I'm riding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, we thought about like bringing bikes, offering bikes, you know, like with Keith going back on product. We're like, yeah, maybe we should do like our own bike brand. It's like, you know what? I don't really give to who's what kind of bike and ride. If it, if it feels good and the angles are right, it's like, it's good, you know? Yeah. I'm not I'm not a tester that way. Yeah. Because I, yeah. you know, I like riding ball tires. It's like, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Focus on the fun factor. I focus right. on the fun, yeah. yeah. Get like her, I'm a get her done guy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fun factor, should we move to the next question? That's a perfect run into it. Awesome. All right. Which old school bike do you reminisce about the most and which modern bike do you enjoy the most? Uh, well... The modern bike, of course, the e-bike. I love e-bikes. Nice. Just because they're tools. You know? they're, yeah. they're simply a tool. When Rocky brought out the first power play in 2017, I did a video on that, you know? And and I said in the video, I'm, I'm like, the possibilities of these things are amazing, you know? They're not, not I mean, not going to kill the mountain bike, you know, as in, like, people still cross-country ski or ski tour. Right. You know, there's, everyone thinks, like, mountain biking, the template's set, you know, like bike park. Oh, we have ski hills. You know, I mean, it's like, it's not rocket science, you know, ski touring, cross country. Mm-hmm. But e-bikes is like a pocket shuttle, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a dad. I got two kids. I got a professional wife. She works. I have limited time. Mm-hmm. And when you have an hour and a half to ride on my muscle bike, let's call them the muscle bike. I, I know how far I can go in that hour and a half, right? Yeah. On an e-bike, you're like... Man, I can like. What can I do? Yeah. You know, that's go a lot so, farther. So I, so I <laughs> yeah. see it. I see it as a, yeah. as a tool. I see it as a tool. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. simply a tool. And people complain. Oh, you don't get the workout. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, it's like well, yeah. I, I ride more. All, yeah. all I want. You're about a workout. You a go tree's to. going by me like that, or a trail. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the yeah. more I do yeah. that, the better. Yeah. Agreed. Sweet. What okay, I, the, I can tell wait, you about what my was the old one. The old you're reminiscing about. Well, I want to. I think hardtails have a place. Yeah. You know, for like sure. Riding, like just slowing it down. Yeah. Talking about e-bikes, how you're speeding it up more yeah. and more and more. In the wintertime, I like to ride a hardtail because they're they're simpler. Yeah. You know, less moving parts, less, you know, not, not you know, like get to worry about maintenance so much. Any specific one that you're thinking about? What was your favorite hardtail? Well, I like titanium. Yeah. And we're trying to get Rocky to do a, a titanium hardtail. Sick. We're, we're, you hear that, Rocky guys? Are you listening? <laughs> Bring back uh, the tie bolt. 
awesome. Jared has an, an I, epic I titanium hardtail that titanium he loves hardtail. and talks about all the time. Super good. They're, they're nice. It's the one That's... he bought for bikepacking how long ago? And has yet to bikepack. Like a year ago. A year, Roughly a year ago. About a year ago. Still working on those bikepacking trips. Yeah. He does ride it a lot, though. I do. I yeah, ride it he all rides time. it all the time. It's yeah. the bike Just... I grab the most. The hardtail. Yeah, yeah I kind of want to get one, too. It's so fun. 10 speed, 11 speed, 12 speed? 12 speed. Yeah, 1 by 12. Yes, good old classic. You know, even twelve speed. Like, how many? Like, maybe twelve is too much. Yeah, he thinks twelve is too much. It could probably get by with eleven on that bike. Eleven's fine. Yeah, eleven's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. I once, uh, you know, I'm a long time Shimano guy, and I remember when Saint first came out, mm-hmm. and we were talking about Saint and uh, and how you know they always, they always people always think that going less gears is is not evolution, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I, you know, I said to the engineers, the Shimano guys, I'm like. An F1 car and a dump truck, they don't they don't share the same drivetrain, you know. But when Saint came out, which is like the downhill Grupo, they're all like, okay, we need the narrow chain, you know. The max gears is like, no, you guys are, because in a bike park you shift, you use four gears. Yeah. Thomas yeah. and I, yeah. we, Thomas yeah. and I talked about it because Thomas is a big Shimano guy too. And we're like, how many gears do we use in a bike park? We figured out you actually you probably only use two, <laughs> but when you have a bit of a climb. You, yeah, you, you two more like you know yeah. on uh, in Whistler you got that little climb right you gain two two gears yeah but like like an eight speed or like a good solid you know so I don't know it's kind of still I don't think more is better in terms of gears all the time yeah agreed yeah it just depends on your uh, your use case right yeah you know cross country bike definitely gets you know a little easier with more gears mm-hmm. Liam do you want to read the next question yeah <laughs> he probably doesn't remember this which is great <laughs> no, this is the best part. How did Wade get Liam and Remy Metallier confused in Sedona? Was that you? Yeah. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. You do? I said you look like uh, Remy. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We were shuttling. You kind of do look like Remy. Helmets and sunglasses on. So yeah, we're shuttling Brewer like eight a.m. Yes. And, and you were like, like, you guys yeah, shuttling? Yeah, you guys that? were doing a quick lap. Yeah, yeah we we're we're shuttling, trying to get out before the Airbnb kicked us out, and uh, yeah, I jump out of the car, and Wade's like, Remy. And I was like, I'm not French. Then, but but then immediately you bounce to, no, you guys are the worldwide guys. I said I that? Like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, how do you, and then you, you bounce you, between the two? I think I must have saw a jersey that said worldwide. Or Maybe. No, Maybe. no. I'm yeah. bringing up a Remy photo here to see how much all, like all the guys came back to the house. I didn't do that ride. It was, it was too early in the day for there me. There was three of you. All these yeah. guys came back to the house. We're like, dude, you wouldn't believe this. Wade Simmons. Okay, look. We look, ran yeah. Wade Simmons and he thought Liam okay, was okay. Remy Talia. <laughs> Okay, you got the same beard. Oh, hey? yeah, I could kind of see that. Hey, the you mean the, they're do, both do a little smile there. Oh, little I, smile I like, see the resemblance. Oh, yeah. Totally. Both white guys. <laughs> wow. That's it. Both That's skinny it. white guys. Both, That's both it. skinny no, white, light and complexion. A little, gi- a little ginger. <laughs> Look at five o'clock shadow. Honestly, he's got a little something there. You're the Irish version of Remy Tell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Irish-American version no way, of him. Dude, you totally look like it. Okay. <laughs> Go get a, get a helmet and some glasses. He's defending his position. He's defending his position. It's okay. Position. You like Remy? His bad one? Sorry. Oh, he's fine. No, he's no fine. I don't know. I've never met him. Um, no, it's just, it, it was funny. That's awesome. You're, you're built pretty similar. That's true, yeah. yeah. Lean, so lean, fight machine. He's going to stick and defend his position. Yeah, on so, so Wade stance. I'm still stance. I'm Wade. I don't blame you. I don't think they look that different. You're right. No. Uh, I do remember that, though. Well, and that's awesome. That was after the uh, the snow. Yeah, it was, snow, yeah, snow, right. snow Sedona. You couldn't yeah, ride the whole weekend, so that was the first day you could actually ride Brewer. And we're like, mm-hmm. we can't go to Sedona and not actually get riding in. Yeah. So we all woke up early and you know that's made sure awesome. we got. You were there as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were shuttling it, so we had 
odd man out. We had four of us, three oh, were riding. Yeah. I think we got awesome. three laps in, yeah. or yeah. four, and yeah, everybody got three laps. Yeah, you're yeah. with a bunch of rocky guys. Too short, eh? Oh, yeah. that's such a that, good trail. That's yeah. the trail we rode the day before in the afternoon, right? Yeah, with yeah. The that was from the best Rebel. trail in Sedona. Yeah. Well, well, it's the only non-Sedona-like trail. Yeah, I was going to say, it's also the <laughs> yeah. trail that's least like Sedona. Yeah. It's just true. staying downhill. And yeah. Yeah, it feels tech. more like a Colorado trailer. There's that one other shuttle you can do up to that, uh, uh, what do they call those zones? The uh, the hogs? The vortex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a one vortex where you can get yeah, some yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of fun. Nice. It's like that. About Joe Fox's story shuttle. about a vortex. He loves that story. Oh, yeah. We, we have so a friend who loves He loves to talk about the vortex. He's like, you hear the story about the vortex? He's like, well, they ran out of parking, so they just moved it to one with a bigger parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, loves, he loves that joke. Oh, awesome. Hey, this this question leads into uh, your, your comment earlier, yeah. so read it off. Jerry. Who is someone who uh, you know who can absolutely shred on a bike but can't wrench on one if their life depended on it? I think most good riders are, you know, as you get a better rider, you, your skills are less as a <laughs> you – know, you get a mechanic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Direct correlation. There. Uh, you know, I think most like I like to poke fun at uh, Richie and Tippy. No, but they're okay. Tippy def- definitely not. But I think Schley knows his way around <laughs> how to adjust a gear. You know, yeah. so up, up or down. <laughs> you know, but there's a little nuances of bikes. Like, bikes are bikes are very technical. Yeah, yeah they definitely like are. the rear hanger. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, like it's. Uh, yeah, there's you know there you know there's not too much technology in there. But they're they need to be everything needs needs to be really close, you know. Yeah, you need like finesse. Finesse, yeah. Yeah. You definitely need finesse. I worked at a car dealership and they taught me how to like bleed brakes and do a few things. I was like, that's it. This is super easy compared to bikes. You're like, what do you mean? It's just a bike. I'm like, no, no, no. Bikes are harder than the stuff I'm learning. Is everything scaled down? Is lighter, right? Where cars are like bigger and blockier. For sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Tippy's the worst. So the next time any of these listeners are at some major mountain bike event and Brett Tippy's there doing his announcing as he does, um, go up to him and ask him some really technical questions. <laughs> see, see if he can you uh, your wheels today, adjust my shifting. <laughs> yeah, ask him if he can drive. He's, he's such a nice guy. He probably would try, too. Is it, uh, <laughs> is it, is it dot three or dot four in Shimano brakes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the last question. Last did you question. just put this in here? Or is this a real question? No, somebody did ask this. Uh, this could be like related to poutine, but favorite <laughs> cheese. What's your favorite cheese? Well, I do a lot. I used to guide in Switzerland. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I like uh, like a Gruyere, a good, a good mountain cheese up there, you know? Nice. Good yeah. Swiss mountain cheese. Oh, that was wow. the best. That was a way better answer than I was expecting. Yeah, I was not expecting yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to totally good, steal that. Good, I'm going to just said like creamy, American. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, I just like it. Like, you know, I mean, you know, aged cheddar is good, right? Yeah, or, sharp you know, cheddar. Sharp cheddar. I love sharp Right now cheddar. I'm into like uh, pe- pepper guy. Havarti. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, like a, some Havarti really? with, the, with the peppers in there? I don't know what that is. It's good. That sounds really good. You know, I'm a, I love like, uh, I'm a keto guy, right? Cheeses mm-hmm. and, and like salamis. Yeah. Like Euro- European. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect question for the perfect wow. guy. Have you guys yeah, ever been uh, have no, you guys no, ever been in Europe riding? Oh, yeah. yeah. We the were Alps? on the Dolomites the this year, actually. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Amazing. Yeah. I guided like, uh, in Switzerland for uh, six years. Nice. Costa Rica and Switzerland. Nice. Wow. It was awesome. That's amazing. Two very different places, but the perfect yeah. well, seasonally. My buddy, uh, Chris Winter, runs Big Mountain Adventures. And uh, I got it like so. We go Costa Rica in February, and we do September in yeah. Uh, it's perfect in for Switzerland. That. Wow, nice, amazing, best best memories. I used to joke, very cool, you know, because I've been a pro rider for a long time. I used to say, I spend my own money to go to Switzerland. <laughs> 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 when people ask me, "Where's the best ride?" 
I'd spend my own money to go to Switzerland. <laughs> well, you live in the other place. That's a bit pompous. But... You live in the other place where people would spend yeah, their own money BC. to go. So. We, we spend our own money to go to BC yeah. all the time. <laughs> it's a good thing I live in BC. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, Wade, we appreciate your time on the podcast. Um, where can people find you? Where, where Instagram, LinkedIn? Well, I'm kind of on Instagram. Uh, is LinkedIn yeah. still a thing? <laughs> you have one. You do? We got a lot. I mean, you gotta, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk uh, against it, you gotta be savvy. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah, that's right. You can't be ignorant, right? Uh, but Wade V Simmons is my Instagram. I don't check very often. Godfather's Garage is kind of uh, we're pretty active on there. Just hit the contact form. Hit the contact form. Uh, I'm a cell phone guy. Give me a phone call. Six zero four nine zero eight four zero. Well, that's your treat for the end of this podcast. Yeah. If you listen to this far to the end, you just got Wade Simmons' cell phone number. Yeah. Feel you, free to give him a call. You might, ask I might about not Jane have Lube. dug yourself a hole right there. <laughs> give me a call, man. I'll, I'll talk all day. Awesome, man. Oh, okay. Thanks, guys. It was, awesome. it was great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks, Wade. Coming. Appreciate your Thank time. You, Thank you, everyone, for listening this long. I hope you enjoyed the fact that you have Wade Simmons' cell phone number now. <laughs> and we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Cheerio. Cheerio. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's calling already. <laughs>